Welcome to Heavenly Pennies with Melissa Grimsley, the podcast to help you follow your intuition, align with your soul purpose, and connect with your higher self. Hello, welcome to Heavenly Pennies. I'm Melissa Grimsley, and I have another awesome show lined up for you. Here I'm speaking with Eric Govan, a professional boxer, founder, and CEO of Mind Body Boxing. Mind Body Boxing is a complete mind body system combining strengthening and stretching postures with deep breathing, meditation, and cardio boxing. It is an amazing technique that Eric shares, in addition to ways that he really dove into the darkness in order to find the light. But first, I do have an announcement to make. So I'm being featured in a Yoga Warrior contest. The winner is going to be in a two-page article in Yoga Journal, as well as receiving $10,000. If I were to win this contest, I am looking to complete more yoga teacher training, not only to help enlighten more students on the mat and to deepen their practice, but also to train more so that they can become yoga teachers themselves. I am so thrilled and honored to be sharing this gift with you all, to be sharing more heavenly pennies on this platform. And if you could do me a gift of voting for me, I will then give you a free 20-minute yoga or Reiki session. All you need to do is visit the link in the show notes, screenshot that vote, and email it to heavenlypennies1111 at gmail.com. And now, without further ado, here is Eric Govan with Mind Body Boxing. Eric, hello. Welcome to Heavenly Pennies. Hi, thanks uh, for having me, uh, Melissa. It's a lovely story. We really reconnected, um, I would say, even more so as friends recently. Prime example of, you know, with social media, when you can see people growing and evolving and when it just makes sense to connect. Again, you're very active on Instagram and I was seeing you sharing that light and I'm really happy to share your light with all of the Heavenly Pennies listeners today. Uh, Yes, I'm very excited to be here. Definitely a highlight of my 2020 to reconnect with you and to witness your growth and your journey and to realize how we're even more alike now than we were way in the past. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so true because, I mean, I don't even think that I was 21 yet or it was right in that gap when you're like older teen into young adult and you're really just discovering yourself. I mean, I'll admit my priorities weren't straight. I was not in the right mindset. I was just trying to have fun and just go and hang out with people. It's really funny to see how both of us, I feel really shifted in the same direction to really just bettering ourselves. And it's involving mind, body and spirit, you know, totally encompassed. When we spoke, it was maybe seven, eight months ago, something like that. And I was still working at this radio station. And I said, let's connect. And it was with the intention of, you know, you possibly advertising with us. And we were just chatting back and forth. And I was getting to learn more about what it is that you do. And you said, I feel like we should be recording a podcast right now. And I was like, (laughs) buddy, you should say that because I've been thinking about launching a podcast for some time. And when it happens, you're going to be my guest. So look at where we are right now. Yes, yes. It's, it's, uh, It's definitely very pleasing to see this actually come to fruition. Listening to you talk just made me think of a very intriguing thing about source. And that's 
that we're all essentially connected and we're one and we're on the same path. It's actually not that shocking that if we consider ourselves to be elevated spiritually, that we, we would come back to a common ground, a common space, you know, a space of nurturing, of peace love and light. And that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Um, Definitely resonate with that. And you kind of have a similar, I would say, in a sense, similar way of expressing yourself when it comes to really tying in your physical practice that you do um, with your mind body boxing, as well as with connecting the mind and um, just really resonating with the soul. 100%. And that's similar to what I do, you know, a lot of the times when I'm putting things out there with the yoga, just practicing really movement is an art. And it's really beautiful to see you expressing that as well. So why don't you give everyone a little bit of insight first as to what it is that you're doing out there in Maryland, and also what got you to really lean into that passion and to journey forward with this path? I am a professional boxer, but I'm also the founder and CEO of Mind Body Boxing. And Mind Body Boxing is a it's a practice uh, where ultimately we like to use our body as a tool for our elevation and to our higher self. I have engineered a way to to do this through the arts of yoga, meditation, and boxing. I love that you also help people who are going through uh, chemotherapy. That was something that really spoke to me volumes when you were initially discussing your business. I actually do, uh, provide my program free through Hope Connections for Cancer Support, and they provide services for people who are recovering from their cancer uh, survivorship through chemotherapy or whatever form of treatment. Me ended up in that circle is totally just destiny manifesting itself. Like when I initially created this company, I created it with the idea of supporting people who had a similar story of his mind coming from trouble, economically deprived areas and really connecting and relating to people who have really been through a certain type of trauma in their lifetime and had to survive and trying to be a support system for people going through the, those type of uh, real life circumstance. But lo and behold, you know, when you do something from your heart, you tend to find like a a much bigger corridor for people who can relate to you. And because I am a survivor, I mean, of my own life story, I tend to relate deeply with people who have to fight for their survival. And this is the connection that I have with people who have gone through battle with cancer. It's a very deep thing. And I really, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to work with this divine group of people. Because you, you'll find it hard, yourself hard pressed to find a person more mentally strong and spiritually aware than a cancer survivor. It's true. And I know um, one of the things that you kind of emphasize is being a warrior. I have the yoga warrior gear on today, you know, just a little warrior <laughs> two action, reverse warrior. I'm all <laughs> geared up for battle here. But what does being a warrior mean to you? I'll break it down like this. I'm going to talk about the birth of of a warrior. And this is when warriors are born. And it happens very early in life. It is the moment when millions of sperm (laughs) do a little battle (laughs) to get to the egg. (laughs) (laughs) But really, uh, even the opportunity to be born, you have to Mm. win a battle to even be born. Okay, you've already 
proving yourself. You had to overcome almost insurmountable odds just to be born. You had to fight. This is another truth about life. And we kind of lose sight of this because life has become relatively easy in terms that we we can go get our food from the grocery store as opposed to way back in like hunter and gather society where you had to and actually look, go out. Look what just yeah. happened with Texas too. That's a prime example. Things that we take for granted going to the grocery mm-hmm. store. My aunt was texting me saying that shelves are empty and that stores are closed. I mean, you're right. 100%. These are things that people take for granted. Unfortunately, all of us do at some point or another, because without the loss, you don't realize what it is that you have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you might underestimate the reality reality of the real capability to have that mental fortitude to go out and fight for it. I mean, mm. I'm not, I don't mean actually fight, but I mean work for, you have to push yourself. And like what we know in, as professional fighters is that most fighting is done in the mind. 70% of boxing is mental. So the warrior is here. You know, your physical form of how you express it, you know, that that's that's just how we de- defer in life. But ultimately, the warrior is in the mind. You just might express it in a different way. Yeah. And I have to uh, take it back a moment. Very interesting that you brought up the um, being born into this, right? So you're, you're fighting. It's for that birth, that revival. And when I was at the beginning of writing my book, when it was really starting to take off, I really made that same similar connection analogy. It's like, I'm birthing this book, this message, this thing that I need to give to people with the world. And I was like holding on to it. It's like, it's ready to go. Like when you feel that sense of that urgency, it's like, you know, then you're there. And then it's a matter of actually birthing it, actually going through with it. I'm so happy with us kind of having that glimmering moment with me just suggesting I want to have this podcast and for it to actually be executed because there really are those three elements. It's the creation of it, you know, mentally preparing yourself, saying that you are capable and really able to step foot into it, not worrying about what may or may not happen, but really leaning into that feeling of how you're going to get there, not thinking too far ahead, but just taking it step by step. My Poppy Lou used to always say, and I'll still hear him in spirit saying to me every now and again, one step at a time, you need to take those steps to finally get there. But once you're there, it's a matter of shooting the bow and arrow and executing it, stepping into that warrior mode. Yes, you have to. uh, It's like the master over the clay of life. And you have to be able to mold this material world in in a way of your liking. And that takes uh, a a real amount of discipline and discernment. And that's what we do at Mind Body Boxing. It's very beautiful and great to be connected to the spiritual and the light, and the love. But there's also a deeper reality of the type of discipline, determination, and mental fortitude that's required to push something into the world. And and that's why I utilize boxing to help people train themselves, because you have to be able to step into the storm and still spot your course and be the master of the whirlwind. And you get to experience that through boxing, through that technicality, through having to use your body to manifest something. Mm. And it's interesting because 
I took my first boxing class. I'm going to have to come, by the way, next time that I come to visit <laughs> uh, Maryland. But I took a boxing class uh, maybe like it was a month or so ago. And you're right. You really need to be in this almost like a meditative trance state when you're just swinging. I know that people get a huge rush off of that to really just be there again, like when you're in yoga, it's like you're just there on the mat. And I'm sure it's similar when you're boxing, you're just there in the ring. You really have a special story similar to mine being in a dark state that really pushed you to get to the point of where you are right now with journeying with boxing. Why don't you share with listeners a little bit about what it took for you to get there? So I had a very uh, challenging life circumstance, you know, that I was born into. I came up like, you know, a lot of African-Americans, you know, from a broken home. And uh, I don't take anything away from my parents because they didn't have it any better than I did. <laughs> Sometimes I say that even, to even begin to tell my story, I have to tell their story. But, mm. but I don't have time for all of that today. <laughs> so I don't want to take away from, from them at all. You know, when I was relatively young, uh, about 14, my older brother, or my god brother, but he was he was my hero, uh, he was brutally uh, murdered. And uh, that played a significant, it took a significant toll on me. And uh, it really changed me in a very dark way. My life, you know, spiraled in a very negative path uh, from that point, a very hopeless place. Which and, is very uh, common. I mean, that's something that people can find themselves really spiraling in those moments. Yeah. I was really going through a real dark internal struggle. And when I look back on it, at the end of the day, some of the, the things I, I did, it was more or less my own expression of the pain that I was in. Unfortunately, that almost uh, nearly led me to my death. And uh, so when I was around, I think like 17, 18 years old, I had I had a real uh, near-death experience. I'll tell you a little bit about that moment for me, <laughs> I, you know, excluding a lot of the, the details. I thought, you know, I was going to die. And I mean, I really believed, I thought my time like, had come. It was my moment. And uh, right in that moment, my life flashed before my eyes. I saw every day of my life, like from my birth all the way up to that very moment. And um, when when I got to that moment in time, I just became overcame with this deep, 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 I can call it regret, but it's nothing like anything that any person feels on a day-to-day -day basis. I've never felt it like this before. I mean, since. And the way I can describe it is if I was laying at the bottom of an ocean and I felt the weight of the ocean on top of me holding me down and it was all dark because you know you can't see anything at the bottom of the ocean but this is a ocean not of water this is an ocean of regret i laid at the bottom of this black ocean of regret i had realized that i was about to die there on the floor in a crack house if you if I want to be perfectly honest without once having tried to do anything that was actually in my heart i would die unheard of unknown very young without ever trying to live without ever trying to express anything that truly was in my heart you know <laughs> that i cared about and uh when i realized that i would die without having ever lived it was a very devastating experience it in turn was the death of the old self yeah seeing yeah, that it was you know i got very lucky that night and i survived because you're a warrior you know, 
Cause you know, cause I I, I don't know. I can, I don't I can't even explain some of these things. But after that experience, there was something written on my soul after that day. It, it has never stopped. Every day, the same <laughs> drum. And when I leave this earth, it won't be because you don't know who I truly am. Even when I go, you will know the real me. And so every day of my life, I've been fighting to do just that since then, to just be who I truly am. That is a big part of the reason why you see me here today. I love that story. And when you shared it to me, um, when we had reconnected, you know, I had no idea that you had gone through all of that. And it really did touch me to hear that, to see how really life is a gift. And for you to recognize that in that dark moment, because it's so easy for someone to say, that's it. I'm done. I give up. Whatever you want to do, do it. But you said, no, enough is enough. I'm going to do something to change it, to shift and to live my life to the fullest and step foot into my passions. These things that give me joy, that bring me that light and that energy, not the things on the surface, but to really dig beneath the layers to see what brings you pure joy that is of the highest intentions. So what I really changed was I said, I'm going to respond to my true self and I'm going to dictate my circumstances based upon how I feel internally instead of letting the external world dictate how I respond. Because you, if you allow your misfortunes to dictate your actions, they, they can and will destroy you. You know, you, you have to be the master. You have to control your mind and you have to take what's in your mind and bring it to reality. Make the world the world that you want. You know, you know what I mean? That's your power and that's my power. And that's what, and that's what I'm here to do. You're doing it right, Eric. Your coaching and your words of wisdom and seeing you in this space. Really proud of you and really happy that you are here and on this Heavenly Pennies podcast to share these glimmering moments or dark moments that can turn into these glimmering moments, I should say. Heavenly Pennies will return with the second half of this episode after these brief messages. Interested in booking a one-on-one intuitive session? I'm now offering three options available via Zoom so that you can sit in the comfort of your own home. Whether it be a Reiki session, a yoga practice, or a one-on-one intuitive reading, I would love to share this gift with you. Email me at heavenlypennies1111 at gmail.com. Again, that email is heavenlypennies1111 at gmail.com and let heaven reign. One product that I love to pair with some of my yoga practices is CBD. Your CBD store is a brand that I can trust. Their high-quality, award-winning products really shows from their oils to their pet products. Sometimes I like to give my cat Beyonce a few treats before a long car ride or a trip to the vet, but my favorite thing that they carry is the SunMed topical cream. I like to put some on my shoulders before a class to really help me lean into the practice on the mat, as well as throwing some on my lower back after a session. If you're interested in trying your CBD store's products out for yourself, visit the link in the show notes at ycbd.me forward slash heavenly pennies. That's Y as in yellow, C as in cat, B as in boy, D as in dog dot me forward slash heavenly pennies, and you'll receive 10% off your purchase with the promo code pennies, a deal that's also available if you're local to their Easton PA location. Now we'll return to part two of this heavenly pennies podcast. 
mean, I've been in this boxing game for a long time. It, it's a few moments, I, you know, I've had with, with this, and and even to me becoming the mind body boxer, <laughs> you know, which is a whole different <laughs> another shift. I started boxing late, you know. I I lived this whole life, you know, of a gangster, really, <laughs> and um, and I tried to change my life. And once again, I think spirit guided me to boxing uh, because it really gave me the discipline to leave certain things behind gave me something to focus on and so I wouldn't fall into the same patterns and I wasn't even going to do it professionally I just did it because it just helped me stay focused and I, I worked I went to school that's how you the know, passions do, start yeah <laughs> I went, and then the yeah, next thing yeah, you know yeah. you're sharing it with the world <laughs> yeah I actually uh became a, a engineer a high pressure engineer at the time I was living in uh, West Baltimore City a real very rough area. When I finally got a real career, I was able to move uh, to Montgomery County and, you know, I got me a real nice place and I was living, you know, the life. I was young. I was like 22. <laughs> and uh, I had, you know, I had this beautiful two bedroom condo and got this super sport, you know, SUV. And I had a beautiful girlfriend and all the material things you would think that would equate to you know, a meaningful, purposeful life. On the outside looking in, you would have thought that I was really happy. But uh, but I, I actually was, I wasn't happy at all. Things became very difficult for me at work, you know, because I was young and I was black and I was in a predominantly white area with a lot of professionals. I was just very intuitive. Like people was like, mm. how is this guy, like, you know, how is he moving up so quick? I'm just very intuitive, you know, it was spirit mm. guiding me. And mm -hmm. it, it was just opening doors for me. People couldn't even understand it. I dealt with a lot of jealousy and a lot of like racism to be perfectly honest about it. Yeah, that's something, again, you know, I haven't necessarily experienced, obviously, to the degree that you have. Growing up in a area of poverty and trying to shift and to make your way out of that space into a place where you are making a great income and you can live comfortably. Whereas then you're in this place, you're happy that you're thriving, but you're dealing with the criticism or the sensing of the energy. And part of that is maybe because you grew up feeling that way, right? And those are layers that we need to shift away to really peel away the layers of the onion. And then the other part of it is with there is jealousy, where it's important to really boost people up and to when you can recognize you're having those moments to really step back from that and push forward to persevere through it. I mean, I know personally, I experienced racism from the other side of things. And I think it's such a beautiful space that we have this white girl and black man on this podcast right now, just real talking it. This is life. Connect, shift through it. Because had you said you held on to that, I'm sorry, I, I know I'm totally going off topic right now. No, but, go, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, had you stayed in that space of that, you then in turn reflected that hate of what it was that was being directed to you, you wouldn't be where you are right now. 
and nor would I, you know, I mean, I've been called a stupid white girl, had my hair pulled, been pushed down hills. And there was rumors that I was a lesbian. I mean, I was really bullied as a child. So we all have these moments. And it's a matter of not judging people, but then seeing it and allowing yourself to shift from it. Because you're not going to be able to move forward from it if you stay in a place of hate, regardless of whatever side that it's coming from. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So I was very, I was in a very liberated state. You know, I I really was liberated from some type of bondage. (laughs) I even remember my job interview. I I thought there was no way that I was going to get a job because I hyped. When I got to the location, I saw the area. And I realized what I had just worked up to. When I got to the interview, as much as I practiced, I couldn't even, I, I couldn't remember my name. And then I just completely hyperventilated. And then she had to give me a bag. I had to breathe into the bag. <laughs> and I thought I complete, you know, and then she called, you know, the lead wow. engineer to interview me. And once he started asking me questions about technical stuff, and then I was able to talk to him, but I don't know why you would hire somebody hyperventilating in the interview. But- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it was a total and complete I can only imagine. Shock. Yeah, yeah because, I mean, total. you're not, you haven't been in that environment. So now you're there. People in these circumstances, when you are in these poverty towns, that's, that's what you, that's the goal, right? You're either going to stay there and do whatever you got to do to survive. You know, like you said, the other option, the other road that you kind of had journeyed down, or you can go down the, okay, here, we're going to do this. You know, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it out. I'm going to do what I got to do to get there. That's a really powerful message and statement for people that are listening. What would you say to someone if they are tuning in and they are in a place where they don't see a way out of that town, where they don't see a way to make it to a place where they do feel comfortable? And not that it has to be of this culture shock, right? It, it doesn't need to be, you don't have to feel that way. But to a place of, you know, wealth, prosperity, and comfort and safety. I would say this, the same thing I would tell anyone. You cannot listen to your mind. You know, you cannot depend and rely on your logic. We tend to be fear-based and we, t- we tend to create these, project these ideas into our life about what's possible. Even in the fight in a boxing ring, you have to, you have to not think because there is so much action. You know, you can't underestimate the power of acting. To this day, as I travel through life, I don't try to anticipate everything. I I focus on what I'm investing and I let life, the universe, carry me to where I'm going. I just invest the right intention. And if you do that, the world becomes marvelous and miraculous because it will change and respond to you in ways that you might not have ever even imagined. And you have to be open to that, to even identify it. Because you can you can get trapped in a type of dogmatic frame of mind where you are telling yourself the same story uh, over and over again. Yeah, so your life might change a, around you and you still might not even be aware of it because what you believe truly controls where you go and how you feel. So, yeah, Definitely. so I... So, yeah, I say, so I say, be humble, be humble and don't try not to be humble enough to understand that you don't know everything. And that is a great thing. That's a beautiful, that means life is dynamic and that it can change. 
Wise words. I love that. To find that joy, to be humble in those moments that you are experiencing, no matter what it is that you're doing, because the more that you are leaning into that space, opposed to allowing yourself to go into the negative downward spiral, which can happen. And it's okay when it does, you just got to snap yourself back. But to just continue to shift in that direction of what it is that you deserve. A lot of the times when we are lacking something in our lives, it's because we're not open to receiving it. Well, this person's better at me than this, or, oh, how can I measure up to that? We have these negative criticizing thoughts. It's the outside world. How could I survive without a nine to five? I need my health benefits. You know, it's these panicking fear moments that can hold us back from our ultimate truths. And once we can just lean into what it is that's giving us the joy and to be humble in that experience, not judge others and to just honor wherever people are at in their journey, that's the key. Beautiful. So when I came into this different world, I would come walking down the street, you know, like very happy. You know, I'm very happy. I wanted to connect with the community. I wanted to say hi to my neighbors. But when people would see me, they would literally turn around, walk the other way or, wow. or, or across the street. Or most of the time, they just put their heads down and not acknowledge me at all. Like I, I, would, I would want to say hello. Before I even got to that point, though, there was something else that I became very um, aware of. Where I'm from, we, we don't say hello like when we see each other, because you never right. know who's a threat. It's called mugging. Like we give each other a serious type of eye contact to let you know where we're at on the food chain. And it's a protection type thing. The first thing that I realized, and I'm so happy about this, was so big. I wasn't networking. And networking is, is simple. Just saying hello and how are you opens your possibility of getting good relationships, good friendships. Just being able to say, hello, how are you doing? How's your day going? to strangers and building, constantly building relationships. Very healthy, but this is not something that we do in my community in, in that wow. method, in that manner. This too was a culture shock. It was awakening for me. And, mm -hmm. and understanding mm -hmm. the power of it, I felt so angry for and upset that this is another dynamic that we have to face in my community that, that might be limiting our productivity. So then I I made up my mind that I was going to say hello to everyone. That's when I really started to like alter the way I dress and understanding the power of my persona. I wanted to be uh, something of intrigue and, uh, you know, to make you, maybe you will say hi because you're just intrigued. Very interesting to hear that perspective. I've never experienced it. I hadn't even realized that that was a way that it really is kind of blocking your communication, your networking from both environments. I always appreciate anyone from different backgrounds sharing these types of things with me because it gives me deeper insight. Maybe then I'm looking at someone and I'm like, well, why aren't they looking back and smiling back? Maybe it's because they were grown up that way. They were accustomed to not sharing a smile, you know, and I would come off to people as a threat because then meanwhile, here comes this bubbly white girl smiling and <laughs> hey, hey, 
you know, and they're like, you know, so I would get some of the looks and I'm like, well, what that, you know, because it is a, you know, way that you're accustomed to doing things. I have to bring it back to Black Lives Matter movement because one thing that really resonated with me, I saw a story on social media and it was about a black male. He was arrested and he just shared his story because of everything that was going on with everything. And he had explained that he was thrown face down into a curb and arrested. And he actually had nothing to do with the situation that was going on by him. That really resonated with me because I'm like, okay, me getting arrested in a situation would be totally different as being the race that I am and a female. I can see how there are judgments made. And not only that, as far as where you're at, right? So even if you're just in a community that happens to be of a poverty community, or there's a lot of things that are happening, you know, I can't speak to that because I haven't been in that situation. But at the same time, I am compassionate towards you. I'm here to listen. And I think it's a matter of all of us raising each other up and just bringing it back to love because that's what it all boils down to and unity and peace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And connection and courage and leadership. Leadership comes from a place of responsibility. I feel as a black man, as a strong black man, it is my job to take ownership and responsibility. I can serve my community. And sometimes you gotta be more forceful, you know, with how you communicate. <laughs> but I'm definitely here to, to shepherd my flock and, and try to help people who can relate to me and my struggles we all have our stories. We all have our struggles. And I really do appreciate you shining light on those things so that other people, if they're listening, they can really relate to that and think of other ways and modalities to handle these circumstances. People don't really understand that mind-body boxing is exactly what it, you know, what I say it is. It's boxing, yoga, and meditation, people tend to believe that I'm just going to show up and do boxing. And then, <laughs> so they get all this meditative stuff from me. 75% really meditative. And that's uh, fantastic. And, and yoga. See, <laughs> I feel like they're probably drawn there too intuitively. Like they don't even realize that that's what they're needing for the people that are the real, like just physically active, like go, 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 can't sit still. And then they come in and you're like, sit, we're going to do some meditation and yoga first. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? <laughs> I would love for you to share maybe a practice that you personally or something that you like to do as well as I think you might be doing a meditation. Before we dive in, I just wanted to offer a friendly reminder that if it is difficult to visualize these practices that guest speakers are offering on this show, I am going to be uploading the full extended version onto YouTube a week following this podcast episode. So you're more than welcome to participate there if it's a little challenging to visualize how these practices are actually coming into play. Or you can just tune into your body and just go with the flow and see what feels right for you. Also, Eric is now offering a special offer for all Heavenly Pennies listeners. If you visit mindbodyboxing.org for a limited time only, he is going to be offering a free group session. So you can participate in a Zoom class, even if you aren't local to him in the Maryland area. Highly recommend taking advantage of that offer. And now enjoy this energy meditation and breathing practice led by Eric Govan. All right, here we go. So... Initially, we always start the same way. We start 
in a relaxed posture, feet about shoulder width apart. Nice slight bend in our knees. I'll place my hands right in front of my body like so, okay? So just like in your typical yoga practice, everything here starts with the breath, okay? We focus on the breath. The breath is your power, okay? So hands in front of your body. I want you to take a nice deep breath. Spread your arms nice and wide, opening them up. Pinching the shoulder blades together. Good job. Exhale, bring it forward. Nice and calm. Yes, let's do it again. Nice deep breath. Opening up nice and wide, pinching the shoulder blades together. Exhale, bring it back in. Good job. Let's do one more time. Nice deep breath. Open up nice and wide. Pinching the shoulder blades together. Exhale, bring it in. Beautiful. Good. Now I want you to go ahead and transition. Open your arms up to the side. We're going to take another nice deep breath, bringing our hands all the way to the ceiling. Extending your arms, reaching with your fingers. Good. Now go ahead and exhale, bring your hands right back down the side. You're going to do it one more time. We're going to take a nice deep breath. Open your arms all the way to the side. Bring your hands to the ceiling. This time when you exhale, I want you to bring your hands straight down. Bringing your focus to your mind, to your body. Yes, nice and good. Beautiful. One more time, arms up to the side, nice deep breath. All the way around. Exhale, slowly bring your hands down. Beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff right here. All right, so now I want you to interlock your fingers at the bottom. Take a nice deep breath, raise your hands to the ceiling, bring it all the way to the top, stretching it out. Beautiful. Slowly releasing your fingers at the top, slowly bringing it down. Two more postures I'm gonna show you right now. Nice deep breath, open your arms up to the side, bring your hands all the way to the top. Coming into prayer posture, bring your palms together. Good job. Now I want you to come and bring your palms all the way down to your chest. Beautiful. Exhale, raise your hands back to the sky, bring them all the way back around. Deep breath, open your arms up to the side. Bring your palms together again at the top. Still holding your breath. Bring it all the way down to your chest. Exhale. Bring it all the way around. One more time, we go open the arms to the side. Taking a nice deep breath. Exhale, slowly bringing your hands down in front of your body. That was a... Uh, a little bit of uh, energy meditation. Like we use our physical bodies as a tool to sense our energy body, which is our aura or your bioelectromagnetic field. And we want to be in touch with the sensation of that because you really need to understand how you feel, right? Kind of a little bit of like a sunny type of motions. I know that's kind of what it felt like with the gathering, the energy, bringing it center, linking it with the breath. Yes, yeah. yes, loved that. Do you have some special spiritual influencer that you would like to share with listeners today? Yes, special spiritual influencers. You know, if I have to say in order, my first go-to would have to be, you know, the Bible. Even though how I identify myself has gone beyond that entirely, but that was definitely the first tool a resource I had to, you know, to really connect 
uh, guru by the name of uh, Paramahansa Yogananda. He started the SRF Fellowship. Right when you said guru, though, I thought for a minute you were taking it back to the musician guru. And I was like, oh, guru, he's busting out guru. That takes me back. Well, my favorite boxer uh, is uh, Floyd Mayweather. And I would argue that Floyd Mayweather is a spiritual, he's a mastership level, like almost sage-like ability in, in the ring. I mean, really, I mean, he, I, I don't even think he's truly aware of, of what he's truly tapping into, how far he's pushed himself and how hard he's disciplined himself and how intuitive his process really is. I, I see a master of mind, body, and spirit when I, when I watch him perform. Because you can really tune in when you see people that are at that frequency level. I can always usually tell if I go to a yoga class, if someone is also practicing as a Reiki practitioner, I'm like, you do a little bit of Reiki, don't you? It's very interesting when you can come from that place where you can see with like minds and how people really do connect. Mm -hmm. Always my highest teacher is my own self. I know the things that worked for me and I have packaged them together in a way that could work for you. We are co-creators. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us. What does spirituality mean to you, Eric? I'll say it like this. Have you ever seen a picture of uh, our galaxy or the universe? And, and, and have you ever been filled with wonderment of the beauty and the magnificence and the awe and the radiance? That's spirituality. Everything to me. It all connects. How about favorite musician? And I know we discussed influencer, but maybe if you have a book or an author that you would like to share with everyone who's tuned in today. Favorite musician? I'm going to have to say Jay-Z. Now I know <laughs> why you have the hidden um, love affair for my cat, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, Jay-Z is definitely, you know, I think he's special. And uh, and I love how he communicates, and I, and I love how he stays in his truth. And as far as uh, my favorite books, definitely Autobiography of a Yogi, uh, written by Paramahansa Yogananda, The Tao. And it was written by author Ilchi Lee. I think what you said at the beginning of this podcast before I hit record, it um, it happened. We made a moment today. So thank you so much for sharing your light and your wisdom. Before we go, I did pull a lovely card for you and listeners. And the one I had to pull, obviously, was from my warrior deck today. So this is Namaste, Blessing and Divination Cards by Tony Carmine Salerno. Sometimes I like to uh, place these around for students when I am teaching some yoga classes. But I immediately pulled this card today. Day. It says, Namaste, blessing. The divine in me acknowledges the divine in you. I bow to you and honor your inner light of pure and unconditional love. Eternal peace be with you. Eternal love be with you. Eternal joy be with you through this serendipitous blessing. Oh, wow. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Eric, and we'll be in touch soon. Thank you. 
Such a joy to speak with Eric always. I could seriously talk to him for hours. <laughs> we could go on and on about fun, enlightening conversation. But if you would like to learn more about him, again, you can visit mindbodyboxing.org. He is offering that free session. So feel free to use the code word pennies if you would like to have a lovely Zoom session with him. And again, I could really use your help in this Yoga Warrior contest. Every vote does count. You can vote for free up through the next few days throughout the competition. And it's all benefiting a good cause, the Veterans Yoga Project. So please vote for me. Until next time, namaste and keep collecting those heavenly pennies.